0: Live from Southern California. This is the Jim Rome Show. You know I'm talking about Deshaun Watson. Deshaun, good to see. You. What's How are up, you, man? I'm good. How are you? Good, man. How are you living? How's I'm, life? It's great. It's a
1: blessing. Uh, like you said, I came from Orlando, just had an opportunity to go to the Pro Bowl, which is which is awesome. So.
0: Uh, it's all good. All right, that's where I'm starting right now. You did have a chance to go to Orlando. The opportunity, that was your first Pro Bowl. What was that experience like for you? I mean, it was awesome. Be able to, to kind
1: of just you know, let the family you know enjoy Disney World, uh, be able to be around all the other great athletes, kind of you know, pick their brains and have fun with them. So uh, it was a good experience. I enjoyed it.
0: Everybody I've talked to who goes there, especially the first time, says it's good for that very thing. You can get around the fellas. You right. can pick their brains. Was there anybody in particular that you were looking to kind of meet with or talk to? Um,
1: most of the guys, especially on the AFC, I kind of met. Uh, just kind of we played them, or you know, i seen them around. But uh, it was cool to be able to hang around with uh, you know Von Miller a little bit, and and uh, Melvin Ingram,
0: and and uh, some of the Charger players for sure. We're talking to Deshaun Watson as part of that game too. Late in the game, you hit Jalen Ramsey for a TD pass. <laughs> right, what do you right. make of my man's route running ability?
1: It was actually good. It was actually good. It was actually a run play because we try to get uh, the uh, the fullback forty-two, the 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 MVP. So we we're actually a run play. And Jalen, we got broke the huddle and was like, "Hey, give me a slant." So I was like, "All right, cool. I get you a slant." And he ran a good route and came over.
0: Hey man, what's weird and what's more weird? Offensive guys rushing the quarterback, defensive guys running routes, or a fullback winning the MVP? Uh. <laughs> Man, we, we,
1: we really wanted the fullback to win the MVP. We thought we, he was going to win it.
0: All right, and he did. Deshaun Watson joining me here on Radio Realm. Yes, you told PFT that when it comes to you and Patrick Mahomes, quote, hopefully we get that Peyton and Tom Brady type of match every year. So when you watch Mahomes, what do you think about his game and what do you see when you watch him play?
1: I mean, he's a guy that's very uh, uh, you know, good for the le- leadership of that team. He makes the plays all, um, all the time outside the pocket. Uh, you know, He makes every throw. He has a strong arm. The play is never over, um, and he has that that team, you know, in his hands, and he can do whatever he wants to in that offense. So, uh, you know, scoring a lot of points and, and having a lot of confidence.
0: You know, I'll tell you what's really interesting to me about what you just said. The guy can do so many different things physically, but you started with his ability to lead, his leadership. He can lead from the front. Right. Everybody says the same thing about you. What's it like coming in as a young guy and you got to lead other guys that, other than football, sometimes you don't have a lot in common with them because they're older, they've got right. families. Right. I mean not to use the word but the grown ass men you got to yeah, lead out there. Sure. How do you connect with those guys?
1: Uh, I mean you just got to be yourself. You just got to be able to find ways to, to kind of connect and uh, the the interesting part is especially for our locker room is a lot of the older guys want to, you know, always try to stay young. And so, and since I'm young and hip.
0: I know, man. <laughs> I'm old enough to, <laughs> I, I'm old enough to be the older guys dad. So I know what you're saying, man. Right.
1: So so everyone kind of relates to me and kind of draw that attention. So uh, it's pretty cool to have that
0: uh, opportunity and, and – we're talking to deshaun watson leading from the front you know and, and you got to be authentic what about the leadership your ability to leave a lot of that's natural right, a lot right. of that you're born with but you've been around others that i'm sure you've drawn upon who are some of the guys you learned about leadership from
1: uh jj watt um jonathan joseph deandre hopkins um you know guys like that that tyron matthew for sure especially this year uh just watching them from afar and just kind of uh conversating with them and and just kind of just being yourself, that was the biggest thing, be yourself, don't try to force the issue. If you be yourself and know when to speak and know how to speak, uh,
0: everyone will listen. Can I tell you, one of my favorite athletes ever, and they pay me not to play favorites, I say this all the time, one of my favorite guys ever is Tyron Matthew. Yeah. Man, I just I love the guy. I love his game. His I love energy. his attitude. What What's it like playing with him, having I mean, him in the same locker room?
1: It's awesome. He's a he's team. He, he sets the tone for every game. He's the one talking to us, motivating us, and you can just feel his energy whenever he's up on the field. So it's awesome to have him in that locker room.
0: You know, your rookie season obviously was amazing, and then it got cut short by that knee injury. And Until you go through something like that, you never really know how you're going to react. Right. What was it like to work your way back? And was the bigger challenge the physical side or the psychological side?
1: Uh, really the physical side. It was it was very very tough. I mean, just kind of the way I started off those six games and I kind of getting the feel, getting my feet wet, and then uh, just having it taken away from me it was uh, it was tough. There, uh, it was a long roll of uh, rehab, and uh, but the physical part was the biggest thing. So, uh, you know, mentally, I kind of went through it before, so I kind of knew the routine and I was gonna be fine, but getting back physically and being ready to play at this level
0: deshaun watson's my guest he's here with gatorade we'll get to that in just one moment people always talk about how rehab and therapy is like the loneliest thing in the world right but at least it is it is but at least you had jj watt going through the rehab process at the same time so at that time you know you're talking about winning you're talking about team goals what was it like to have somebody else to go through that with and then for the two of you to come back and start to make those dreams a reality
1: it's really a blessing uh, to be able to because i became more professional. He, he helped me be able to, you know, go about my business, go about my rehab, how to take care of my body, how to watch film, little things like that that uh, I can kind of conversate with him while we're in there, you know, training, or are we watching film together, are we working out together? So uh, it was good to be able to watch him, you know, come back and, and do the thing he did this year.
0: Seems kind of a weird question to ask, but is there a chance that you actually got better while you were hurt? For sure. Is-
1: Especially mentally. I got a lot better, a lot better.
0: So how different are you as a quarterback right now as compared to when you first entered the NFL? What's the biggest change in your style?
1: Uh, the biggest change is uh, really just taking what the defense is giving me, not really forcing the big play. You can watch it. be you watch my whole season this year of 2018, the first half, I was still playing like a rookie, you know, kind of just kind of forcing throws downfield, turning into interceptions, not taking what the defense is giving me. But after the bye week and the second half, I kind of understood that, you know, if I just take care of the ball, and take what the defense is giving me. It gives us a better chance to win it because we have a great defense.
0: It's got to be tough though, right? I mean, you have a great defense, so you don't have to make every single play, sure. every single throw. But when you're used to making every single play and
1: every <laughs> single throw, isn't it hard? It's very How do you dial that thing back? It. How do you do it's it? Very hard. It's, uh, it's a pride thing. You know, you just got to really just kind of you know take a sacrifice and, and take a step back and be like, hey, put the team first and not you know try to you know always make the big play. So you, you know. Things like that.
0: So. We're talking to Deshaun Watson for a few more moments. Of course, you were on the sideline for the national title it's game it. with your alma mater, Clemson, in Alabama. Obviously, there's going to be joy in Clemson winning, but how much pride is there in the fact that you know that you helped build Clemson to what we see right now? You had a big part of that.
1: Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, you know, Coach Sweeney, in my recruiting process, he told me that uh, this is what he wanted to do. The things that we're doing right now at Clemson University, that's what he wanted to do. And he said, you know, he sat me down and, and I was. Tenth grade at the time, and he was like, "Hey, if you commit to me, you're gonna be the one to help change this program. You're gonna be the face of this program. You're gonna change it and get the roll, the ball rolling." And I, I listened to him and, and trusted
0: him, and that's what happened. He knew. He always knew. I'm curious. What is a tenth grade Deshaun Watson thinking about? Were you thinking about where you wanted to go already? Were you thinking about <laughs> what your college career was gonna look like? Uh, not really. I was just kind of just
1: <laughs> enjoying the whole moment, all the letters and things
0: like that, and the attention I was getting. I was just trying to enjoy it. What is it about Dabo? I mean, Dabo, there's nobody like Dabo, right. man. You can't really, you know it when you see it, but yep. it's kind of hard to explain it. What makes him so different and that program so special?
1: I mean, just the the vibe and the energy he gives off. It's, it's something that you really can't explain. You just have to go and experience yourself. And everyone that experienced fall in love with it, and they just love the way that he approached, you know, each and every meeting, each and every conversation, each and every you know practice. And so he's uh, he's different. He's one of a kind for sure. You
0: know, Sean you and I have talked in the past about your journey and the impact that your mother has had on you. You recently surprised her with a renovation of her home. Right. What was it like, and what's it mean to be able to pay back at least in part, a little bit? All the sacrifices she made for you.
1: I mean, it it means the world to be able to give back, and you know that home was a Habitat home that she built, she helped build, Um, and so it was kind of getting old, and and she wanted some new things, and you know she always talked about it, but I kind of just surprised her and, and partnered with House and was able to remodel the whole kitchen, living room, the hallways, and and bless her with uh, the things that she wanted. Yeah,
0: I would imagine you can't put a price tag on that, whatever that cost. I mean, everything has a price tag, right. but that's priceless. That's priceless. All right, so you're working with Gatorade this week. I understand they've got a brand-new limited-edition flavor just for the Super Bowl. What is the flavor, and how do you like it? Uh, the flavor is Peach Blitz. It's awesome. It's
1: one of a kind. It's a, it's a limited edition uh, that they're doing for Super Bowl in the home, my home state, Georgia. So uh, it's good to be able to be partnered with them and, and you know represent the Peach Blitz.
0: There it is. Peach Blitz. It's a brand new limited edition flavor. You mentioned Georgia before I let you go. I mean, this, you're not far. You are not far from right here. Right. What do you make of this whole setup and who do you like on Sunday?
1: Uh, the whole setup is awesome. Able to, I wish I was playing in it. But, uh, you know, I've been, going, I've been going back and forth all week. You know, Rams and Patriots. But uh, Me too, by the way. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's hard to go against Brady, but I would like to see the Rams win. Quarterback to quarterback. When you look at
0: him and you see what he's doing at that age, what do you think?
1: That's that's the model. He's setting the tone. That's where, you know, most guys want to be. You know, I'm only 23 years old, so hopefully when I'm 41, 42 years old, I'm able to do the things and play as long as he's playing.
0: Joining us right now live on Radio Row. Quarterback for the Cleveland Browns, 3,725 passing yards, 27 touchdowns in 14 games. He set an NFL record for most TD passes by a rookie. He was the winner of the Heisman Trophy. Also the Maxwell, Davey O'Brien, Walter Camp Awards. He was the first pick overall in 2018 out of Oklahoma and today appearing on behalf of Pepsi and Pepsi's NFL Rookie of the Year Award. Baker Mayfield, my man. I appreciate you. Having How me. you doing, Baker? I appreciate you. Good to see you. How are things? Good, good. Staying busy, staying busy. That's the only way to go, right? Absolutely. Right, so you dial it down at all during the off season, or are you gonna take that approach? No days off. No days off.
2: No, nah, you gotta have days off. You gotta unplug for a little bit. I think it's good, not only physically to get your body back, but mentally, you know, because it's such a grind. And I really felt like I was going for over a year straight after. Straight after the college football season ended, going to draft process, playing in the senior bowl, all that, getting prepared for all that, it um, really was a grind. And so to be able to kind of unplug and relax a little bit, it's, it's great.
0: Make your tax refund go further at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Think about all the things you've been wanting to fix. If you've been delaying some much-needed car maintenance, delay no longer. Spend a little of your tax refund on your vehicle and save on expensive repairs down the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts has exactly what you need at a guaranteed low price. Spring is right around the corner. Get more out of your tax refund by checking O'ReillyAuto.com. O'ReillyAuto.com. Save money on projects that you've been putting off at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. O'ReillyAuto.com. Baker Mayfield, joining us. You talk about the year now. A year ago at this time, right? You're a few weeks removed from the end of the season at Oklahoma. You're getting ready for the draft. You're coming off a record-breaking season. You're a finalist for the Pepsi NFL Rookie of the Year award. You've been a part of an amazing turnaround already in Cleveland. I got to know what has the last year been like?
2: A roller coaster. Um, you know what? It, it's been a lot of fun. Um, there's definitely been a lot of ups and downs. There's been mistakes, but also you know learning opportunities. And so. Uh, I've been thankful for this past year. Uh, It's been an unbelievable opportunity for me to live out my dream. And, and, you know, I I dreamed to play in the NFL, and then getting my chance to play is another thing. And and just trying to seize the opportunity, that's how I've always done it. And uh, Cleveland is a good place to do it.
0: Let me tell you about Cleveland. Cleveland might be the best place to do it. it. Literally, I'm not just saying it. It might be the best place to do it. It seems like already that's an amazing fit between you and the town. How does that
2: feel to you? It's awesome. You know, I have that it's me against the world attitude. And Cleveland, no way, bro. Cleveland, <laughs> <laughs> Cleveland has that same attitude. and So, you know, it, it's a great match. And, um, you know, the energy in the stadium now for home games is it's so exciting. And they, they deserve a good football team. And uh, we're, we're trying to build that right now.
0: Baker Mayfield joining us live on the set here on Radio Row. You know how the draft process goes, right? Team scouts, analysts—they're going to pick you apart. It's not. It may feel like it's just you, but you know it's not. They're looking to get at somebody for anything. Did you pay attention to it and what people, the critics, were saying before the draft? How did you approach it?
2: I knew exactly what they were going to say. Um, It's—they <clears throat> had their comparisons. They wanted to compare me to Johnny. They wanted to say that you know I, I had you know character flaws, all that stuff, but. If they, I knew if they asked anybody that I was around within our locker room, the people that I actually, you know, had my hands on and, you know, I affected, uh, that I would have positive reviews, and I wasn't worried about that. That's why I wanted to, I wanted to get in front of those people, get on the board, talk football, you know, talk about who I really am, where I'm from, why I am the way I am, why I'm wired like that, and I thought, you know, if if I had that chance to do it, take advantage of it because I feel like that's something special, and you know, I'm thankful the Browns took a chance and believed in me.
0: Baker Mayfield, my guest, you know, I always ask that question. When you've got that kind of juice, when you got that kind of it, are you wired for it? I mean, is this the way you've always been, or is this something
2: you learned? Oh, no, I've always been like that. Uh, and I think... Like
0: you came out like that, wired for
2: it. Yeah, I think I was I was quiet, but I was wired to be competitive and all that, but as the years went on, and just realizing to just be proud of who I am. You know, I was a late bloomer, and I think I was pretty ashamed of that, but then realizing, you know what, everything happens for a reason, you know, I truly believe that, so uh, just taking a chance on myself, you know, it's not never taking no for an answer.
0: Baker Mayfield, my guess. Let's be real about one thing. There aren't too many guys who'd be excited about going to an 0-16 team, but it seems like your attitude all year long has been, man, bring it on, bring it on. Where does that attitude and that approach come from?
2: Um, it's kind of a Kobe Bryant mentality of, like, uh, I want to do it. I want to be the one to win. I want to, you know what, uh, I want to be that change. I want to be the difference maker. Um, and I said it last year at the Combine. I want, to be, I want to be in Cleveland. I want to play for them. I want to be the guy to turn them around. Uh, and it wasn't just me, but I feel like my leadership and being able to have a part, we have a special team, but just being able to get those guys to believe in themselves and play for each other is so important, and that's why we were able to do that. You know, they had the pieces.
0: You know, Deshaun Watson came on before you and he made the point that I said, what's different about this next year, this year and next year, compared to when you broke in? He said, man, I just got to be patient. I got to take what the defense gives me. I said, yeah, but if you're the guy who can make every throw and you're the guy who can make every play and you've always had that mentality how hard is it to take a step back and just take what the defense gives you? He said, you're right. That is hard.
2: Yeah. Is that hard for you too? Absolutely. You know what? Because the mentality is you want to be that guy to make every play. You know, exactly like what I said. said. Yeah, exactly right. what I said. So, um, y- you want to be that guy, but at the same time, playing quarterback you need to put your team in position to win that's the most important thing is winning so knowing when to take those shots knowing you know when your team needs it when they need that fire when they need that one play and just knowing you know when to take your shot
0: Baker Mayfield my guess for a couple more moments talk about fire now your teammates talk about a moment against Tampa Bay when Buck safety Jordan Whitehead hit you with a helmet-to-helmet shot, and you jumped up and said, yeah, Mother Bleeper, yeah, Mother Bleeper, and your teammates were kind of odd by the whole thing. Like, Joel <laughs> Batonio said, having that guy lead your team is something special. Deborah Lawrence said it best, quote, Baker's a dog. There are certain things you can't teach dogs. There's a whole bunch of savages in here. We got one in a quarterback. He looked at him and told him, yeah, Mother Bleeper. Everybody could read those lips. And right. Deborah right? So, he- what's it feel like if you've got a room full of dogs and savages what's it feel like to have them say that you're that guy and did you have any idea that play would galvanize that
2: locker room the way it did no absolutely not uh i had no idea it would do that uh, but uh I, I love hearing that from our guys because you, you want to have a guy that com- competes and wants to win more than anybody else you want your leader to do that and so to, to have all those guys those some of those veterans some of those guys in my locker room believe in me that means more than anything else is for them to you know what say that's who he is and we're proud of that and we're happy to have him and because i always pride myself on just being myself being who i am uh, and so to know that I have that support from them is pretty special.
0: Dude, how do you balance that? How do you balance, like, I'm one of the fellas, but at the same time I am the face of the franchise and everybody's looking at me and counting on me?
2: You know, I, there's a difference in, you know, how I end up myself outside the locker room and then how I am inside the locker room. You know, i, I got to be that role model. i got to be that franchise guy outside the locker room, but then inside the locker room, i got to be that same guy for them every day. They know exactly what to expect, work, work ethic-wise, you know, who I'm going to be at practice, who I'm going to be during games, you know, the consistency. I was gonna say, man, consistency matters, right? Absolutely, and I think you know what—I can't be that leader for them unless I'm consistent. You
0: know, it seemed like you—the uh, offense went to a different level when you and Freddie Kitchens came together. I had him on the show last week. I love this guy. I mean, he's just so talking funny. Him, I mean, he's the funniest dude. But man, but he's serious. He's serious, but he's funny. And even as a guy—a like a middle-aged guy with no ability—I want to put the pads on for this guy. What's it like to play for him? And how'd you guys get on the
2: same page so quickly? Um, no, the relationship with him—he was just very honest and upfront the communication was just it was all out there on the table and so um, he believed in me and he told me that and so uh, I, I can't ask for much more than that and then you know throughout the week of going through the game plan and cutting it up slicing it up deciding you know what we liked what we didn't like and then also knowing how he wanted to execute it knowing where he wanted my eyes how to eliminate quicker I thought that was important.
0: Alright so one more thought before I ask you about Pepsi in terms of the community You've already gone above and beyond off the field. As an example, in the team auction last month, you and your fiance auctioned off a dinner for two. You raised more than forty grand in the process. The auction benefits Providence House. It protects at-risk kids and families in challenging situations. What's it mean to you to be able to have that kind of an impact in that community?
2: Oh, unbelievable! You know, to be able to have that opportunity um, is very special, uh, and to be able to give back to a city that's believed in me and supported me and just to be able to impact the youth, you know, give every kid a chance, you know, have the same opportunities as everybody else. And I think that's that's the important thing about it. it it's, it's definitely not an easy situation. Providence House does a great job of giving kids an opportunity to, try and live normal lives you know what, it, whether it's it, it, but it's families that reach out and they want help they want to get better and so just being able to be that person that kind of supports and pushes them along and i don't i don't want any of the credit but i want those kids to have the same chance that i did
0: now i want to make sure that they know also that was not a conditional thing I, i'm really impressed by that i wanted to ask you about that but that was not a condition of being here pepsi was a little bit more of a condition of you yeah, being absolutely. here all right so let me ask you this i mean obviously to be up for the award is an honor what are you doing with those folks and how badly do you want to win that thing
2: Oh, I I definitely want to win. You know, up against uh, some great guys, uh, some good buddies, even a teammate, Nick Chubb, uh, and it's, so it's it's definitely an honor to be up for it and everything that you know Pepsi stands for. It's it's about making it fun, making it enjoyable. It's for the fans, and and I think football is. It's all of that. It's about the players, about the team. It's about the fans, about the whole community. And I think, you know, winning that award would be special. But um, I'm up against some great competition.
0: Hey, check this out. I need to talk to you about a brand new product that I've been using, Aftershocks. They are the best sounding, most innovative headphones that I've ever owned. They feature a patented bone conduction technology. The headphones do not go inside your ear like earbuds, which hurt that are constantly falling out. Aftershocks rest gently just outside your ear, and they produce sound by sending mini vibrations through your cheekbone to your inner ear by bypassing your eardrum. It sounds crazy. It works beautifully. And they're safer for driving in any outdoor activity because you have to hear what's going on around you, like the traffic and emergency vehicles. Aftershocks are perfect if you're outside running or biking since you need to hear. It's a huge safety factor. I am never going back to regular headphones again. Aftershocks wireless open-ear headphones are one of the coolest things I have ever seen. Order an Aftershocks tech bundle right now and get 50 bucks off. Simply hit roam.aftershocks.com and use Roam at checkout. That's the word after, and then s-h-o-k-z.com. Rome.aftershocks.com. Marquise Goodwin, my man, what's up? How are you? What's going on? How you doing? Good, dude. How you doing? Hey, any day above ground is great for me. Uh, I'll second that. Any day above ground is great. Listen, let me start right here. Recently I saw you cleaning out your shoe closet, <laughs> except, my man, it's not really a closet. It's kind of a <laughs> shoe room. What was that process like for you?
3: Oh, that process was terrible. Yeah, right? Oh, my goodness. Having to clean out all, that, all of those shoes out, uh, I didn't really get rid of any shoes, just really getting rid of more so the boxes because my wife wanted me to. Otherwise, it probably did, still yeah, did, Didn't
0: it feel good when you did it or no? Definitely
3: felt good. I mean, just being able to actually walk around the room without stepping on anything. That's always good.
0: Man, that's the best. I mean, you got to eliminate the clutter, right? Got to. Now, there's a video of you cleaning out that closet on your YouTube channel, Goodwin Season. You and your wife, Morgan, have that. What about the YouTube channel, all right? I mean, I'm all about the platform, all about content. Where did that idea come from?
3: It was really more of my wife's idea. Uh, she was already blogging prior to that. And she felt like, you know, we share so much of our lives to our friends and fans that we want to develop, like, some type of platform to where we could share our travels or get more in-depth on it. So we thought, you know, why not start a YouTube channel? And I think it's, it's, it's proving it's great. Dude, it's
0: banging. It's yeah, good. It's, it's cool. really good. It's it's cool. Cool. It is
3: cool. It's cool just to show, you know, that side of us. And be able to
0: The fans to, want to be let in, man, they want to know what's going on, they exactly. want the inside. Take me back to last offseason, you signed a contract with the Niners, and then shortly after that you bought a new home for your mother and your sister. The video is incredible as you take off their blindfolds and show them the house. It really was an amazing experience. What was it like for you to be able to do that for your family?
3: Man, it was so humbling for me to be able to provide that type of excitement for my mom and sister. Uh, seeing the struggle that we dealt with and seeing, not being able to see th- that smile, for a lot of my life, having to see, you know, going through the hard times and, and being able to just to provide that moment for them. It was just, for me, words can't even really explain it. Like, it's something that I said that I would do since I was 9 years old when I started playing football, when I started running track. I wanted to make enough to where I could support my family, help buy my mom and my sister a house, and, you know, when I got that contract extension, I already knew what I was going to do with it.
0: Listen, I could talk X's nose with you all day long. I want to ask you about something, though. You and Morgan did a video on your channel where you told the world that in November you lost unborn twins, and that came after the one-year anniversary of losing your son, Marquise Jr. I mean, there there really are not words to describe something that horrific. How are you and Morgan doing, and why was it important for you to share that with the world?
3: Um, First and foremost, how honest to God for just giving us the strength and the courage to even want to do something like that. Uh, we really were just led by God to do that, um, just to show other people that we are human and that we go through daily human-like things. We suffer loss, um, and things don't always work out how we want it to work out, but we still have to live. We still have to push forward, and we still got to continue to move and, and achieve things in life. We can't just let something that you know we wanted to happen keep us from living, and we want to communicate that to the whole, our old fan base, all the people out there who watch us. um, Let them know that, you know, we appreciate all that support that we get from them, too, because it's helped us in our transition. I
0: was going to say, what was the reaction? Did people appreciate that? And were there more than a few people who said, we went through something similar, this helps?
3: So many people have reached out to us and said that, you know, I I thought I was the only one who this has happened to. Uh, What's wrong with me? Um, But, you know, since you put your story out, it's helped me realize that i'm i'm not alone and that i can uh express how i feel and and that it will help me in, in my
0: healing process we're talking to marquise goodwin before you go you got a box on the set i like this product i'm a Mofi guy i use that product do you what do you, you use it yes i do of course i use yes, it
3: yes sir so you already know
0: can't run out of juice man tell me about it
3: all right this Mofi product this is power station pd it's a new product that Mofi came out with gets you 50 percent charge in 30 minutes Um, And today I will be giving these out to the first 50 people that meet me at 215 downtown Atlanta at the Stats Brew Pub. 215. So y'all meet me there. I'm going to give these out for free for the first 50 people. But this charge is essential. I mean, I carry this everywhere I go. Obviously, you see I have one on set, with, and this is for you, actually. I'm giving I'll this take to you. that. My man. I'm giving this to you with, a, with, a, with the plug-in. Love it. But uh, 215 Meet me at Bro. Clubhouse. This charger is essential for charging all your your products, and, you know, we have Apple. We have Android uh, plug-ins, everything that you need.
0: All right. We were talking to Marquise Goodwin. I got about 60 seconds. Thanks for that. Good looking out. Who do you have on Sunday? Who do you like on Sunday? Man.
3: I would like for, to be in, for, for my team to be in the in the in the race, but I'm gonna have to go with the Rams, man.
0: Willie McGinnis is my guest. What's up, big fella? How you feeling, Jim? Man, I
4: saw the stage from afar, and I, the first thing I asked uh, Christian was, "Am I going on Jim's show?" I got to make sure I always make my rounds. I always get here, man. I
0: appreciate you it's for it. It's
4: been a long time, and it's you're still doing an amazing job, and it's always a pleasure, man. Every time I'm on the show, so. It's good to be
0: here. Man, Will, you always say that. You don't need to tell me that, but I, I so appreciate it. It's it is truth. really good to see you, and you're doing great, too. So what do you make of the whole scene? You've done this before. You've seen this before. You know what the Patriots, going, what's going through their mind right now. What do you make of this week to to this point?
4: I think it's great, man. I think when you look at the production and everything that goes into a game like this, you, you really don't see this as a player until you're on the other side or you're retired or you're out of it. I think it's great, the build up. I think there's two great teams about to battle. Um, there's no comparison to Super Bowl 36 versus 53. None of those guys really know anything about it, you know, except for for Brady and Belichick and a couple of coaches on the staff, but I think uh, this is going to be something to watch. The matchups, the head coaches, the adjustments. I look at all the little things to this game, man. It's, there's a lot of storylines, but it's two really good teams. There's no lopsided now like it was back then, like two evenly, you know, Talented teams going into battle against each other.
0: We're talking to William McGinnis. Now, as I mentioned, you sat down with Tom Brady. I'm not looking for you to give away the gist <laughs> of the interview, but can you share a takeaway or two? What struck you the most about him and what he had to say to you? Just how he's still so motivated and
4: how he loves the game of football, and he's he's relishing the opportunity that he's here again. And I know it's his ninth appearance, right? It's good. It's his third, second He's not talking about any of that. He's talking about this time, how special this time is and how much this means to him and the team and how things will probably change next year. It changes every year, you know, but you just don't think about it as a player. You lose coaches, we'll still lose coaches again. You'll lose players, um, things will change. And to be able to get here when nobody gave you an opportunity or nobody gave you a shot in hell that you would get to this game, it's pretty special. So just kind of reflecting on that and how motivated he is that – Everybody went against them. Right. Early on. Everybody went against them. It, it, did they?
0: Did they really like when he says they to did. Tracy Wolfson, man, everybody thinks we suck. They Nobody did. thinks we can win. did we? did, did he, a collage. We did you really think that? We did a
4: collage, Jim, on our show. And we pulled up all the sound bites from all the different shows of everybody saying how the dynasty over, Brady's losing it, this team's not the same. I don't know if they can make it, how hot from the Chiefs and Chargers, all the other teams. The, every, nobody wants to play Baltimore. Like, there's so much. And do you think hey, that Bill I By the Bill way, I think I,
0: said, I think I said every one of those things at one point <laughs> right. during the year. And do you think Bill Belichick pulled
4: all that stuff down right. and, and made a whole little, hey, guys, this is what they think Check about you, and, and just let it run, and just let it run? I mean, it. I know it's coming from him now that he's in the game. People's like, oh, well, nobody thought that. But think about five weeks ago. A lot of people thought that. What did you think five weeks ago? I think that they needed to go in and self-correct. I watched the tape. I broke some things down. They were three and five on the road. They were playing bad. Right. If if the Houston Texans don't lose to Philadelphia, they're a wild card team right. on the road. Think about it. Things wasn't perfect. You know, far as this team, the way it shaped out, did to get the second seed and had to buy, but outside of that, they probably could have been on the road as a wild card team. So things wasn't pr- perfect. But when I went back and broke things down, I was like, a lot of that stuff that's happened to them is self-inflicted and they can correct it. And if you know this team and you know this coach and this staff, what do they do better than anybody? They adjust, and they make corrections.
0: William McGinnis joining us, and especially when they've got that extra week. It's always said, Willie, that you got to deal with Bill Belichick, who's got two weeks to get ready for you. It's not going to go well for the other guy. I mean, what do you make of that? How tough is it to go up against him when he has that extra week? And what's that extra week like as a player? It is tough.
4: It is tough because they're so calculated. They prep better than anybody, um, and they put you in position. And if you're one of those teams, and I'm not saying the Rams are, but if you're one of those teams that you're consistent at what you do, they're going to pick it apart. You know, we saw that with the Chargers. You coming in there with the same scheme that you did against Baltimore, what happened? Like, they ran right through it. You cannot do that. And this team has been the best in the last 19 years to be able to adjust from week to week and changing their game plan and not giving you the same looks or attacking you differently. But I will say this. There's a guy on the other side of the fence as well that's as good, and Sean McVay. I'm not comparing him to Bill Belichick by any means, um, but I'm saying is, I've watched him adjust. I've watched him morph game plans and change things uh, from week to week and attack defenses and teams differently. So that right there is special within itself because you got now a young guy in his second season in a Super Bowl game that's able to make those adjustments and do some of the similar
0: things. All right, so, Billy, if Belichick can take away Todd Gurley, can Jared Goff beat the Patriots? If they make him beat them, can he do it? Anything could happen. I
4: mean, he, he can go out. We've seen him throw for four or five hundred yards. Like he plays well. But can they take can they take Jared Goff out? The game is the question. Can you stop Cooks on the outside? What about CJ when they switch up the running backs? You know, what about Robert Woods, one of the better route runners in the business? Like, what formations? Who's going to be the go to guy? What routes are you going to see? I think on both sides, you're going to see different things. You're not going to see the exact same thing we saw a couple of weeks ago when this game kicks off. So that's going to be, that's going to be the start of the game. Can you weather? Can you weather the the, the storm of how so this game big, is going isn't to start? is it that first drive? It is that's first, first drive. Right. They held the ball against the Chiefs for eight minutes.
0: Dude, it sucked the life right out of them. I mean, yeah, they they came back. Right. But that that. That is a soul-sucking drive, right? Eight and a half minutes right down the field on you. What does that do to you for defense? You know, you're moralizing that.
4: Right. But they bounce back. And the good teams do that. You understand: look, it's a long game. Okay, that happened. Now we're on the sideline making adjustments. This is what we got to do. Same with the Rams, they're explosive. They're probably more explosive on paper than the Patriots.
0: Well, I think so. Yeah. I think so. But then again, I would have said on paper the Chargers were a more talented team. When we saw what happened to them. Paper Man, don't
4: win championships. Or hell no, it, right? <laughs> <know> it doesn't. Hell no, it
0: doesn't. Willie, one last thought. So, like, you've got Belichick and you've got Brady—one of the greatest partnerships in the history of any sport. I know neither one of these guys are done. Tom made it really clear. There's a zero percent chance that he won't play next year. But ultimately, how does that thing end? Does Tom go first? Does Brady go first? Do they go out – or Belichick go first? Do they go out together? How does that thing ultimately end?
4: I'm not sure. I think they both still have a, a, a big passion, a huge passion for the game. You know, when you talk to Tom, he's like he's like a kid, man. He's enjoying every moment and every opportunity. When you talk to Bill, he hasn't let up. He's still, he's still in the building all day and all night. He's still game planning. He loves these opportunities. He loves coaching these kids. He loves going out there and, and doing the same thing. So the passion – it's still there. And and when you're so successful, Jim, how can you walk away from something that's so great? Like three consecutive Super Bowls, like you're winning. Like you're, you're dominating a division. You're dominating the AFC. Like, you know, Why
0: leave any of the money on the table? But you why? know what I would say, Willie? I would say this, and you can relate to this because of the way you worked and still do work. Maybe you lose a passion for the grind. Maybe you lose a passion to prepare. The thing that impresses me the most about Brady is he loves that stuff. Right. He loves that stuff. And obviously, if you love doing that work and you love preparing, Sunday's the best day ever.
4: It is, and it's a lot of guys in that locker room like that, and that's why they're in this game. They understand the grind. They understand the sacrifice, and it starts at the top. So when you have a bunch of men in that that that's all they care about and they know what the end result is, which is here, and how sweet it is once you win, that becomes infectious, man. It's like a disease. Like, you can never get over that. Huh. And, that's, and that's the expectation. It's not winning a division. It's not winning a playoff game. It's not winning the AFC championship. It's feeling the confetti fall on top of your head and saying we're the best in the world again. Like that that right there is an un- the- undescribable feeling. No matter what you do, you can, never, you can never get that unless you experience it. And then once you experience it, it becomes
0: infectious. You want
4: to keep doing it. You want to keep doing it.
0: So, watching football is great, right? Yeah, what's well, it's a lot more entertaining when you've got some action on the game. Whether you're an expert or a rookie, you should be betting at my bookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, like playing the numbers on roulette, then you can create a big parlay. Pick three teams to win, and if you hit all three, you could turn 100 bucks into 600. There is so much to bet on: football, NBA, NHL, custom props, even esports. You name it. My bookie is the one bet that I know you'll be happy with all year long. I recommend these guys because I trust these guys. My bookie has been in business for years. They've got great online reviews, and their mobile site is easy to use. Sign up this week, and my bookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll it's a great way to bank even more money when you win do not miss out on one of the best weeks to bet on sports this year log on to my bookie right now and use the promo code rome and you'll get a 50 percent deposit bonus once again promo code rome you play you win you get paid finished his nfl career with 920 receptions yeah yep Three thousand three hundred eighty-two yards yeah. and seventy-four TDs. Yeah. ACC Player of the Year, yeah. consensus All-American at NC State. Yeah, a member of the College Football Hall oh, of Fame yeah. class 2019. Tory Hole, what's up, man? What's up, baby? How you doing, man? Dude, you earned that resume. I'm great. How I about appreciate you? Say that. That
5: sounds so good. Did you? Didn't did, it? did you? Did you? Add, was all decade on there as well? No. Add that all decade because, because I, I because people go through my go through my list of accolades, but they never mention the All-Decade, and I'm so proud to be on that All-Decade team, and here's why. Randy Moss, Marvin Harrison, myself, Isaac Bruce, Keenan McCart- I mean, these are the kind of receivers in that era that was playing. So to be able to make that all-decade team, man, it's really big.
0: And I, Mer- I, and I love people to know that. We, you got that for sure. Yeah. I'll make sure i say that next time. No doubt. You mentioned Keenan McCardell. Remember Keenan McCardell on one side, Jimmy Smith on the what? other side?
5: Man, you couldn't guard Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith was so good. They were so different, the two of those guys, right? They were. In matchups. They were. But they were one of the – we, we talk about duos in the National Football League, Rice and Taylor, myself and Bruce. Wedgie Rain and Marvin Harrison, Keenan McCardell, Keenan McCardell and, and, and um, Jimmy Smith.
0: I mean, they were just as good. That's why I mentioned that. I think those guys are underrated. I used to have them on the show all the time. All right, Tori, you're doing some work for CBS Sports Network yesterday. Yeah. You were dropping knowledge. You were doing a really <laughs> nice job. Thank you. Let me start with Jared Goff. What did he show you in the way he handled that pressure in a really hostile environment in the NFL championship game against New Orleans? What did he show you in terms of poise and composure? I
5: just think with how loud it is in New Orleans, that's a hostile place to play. And, and, and all guys that's played played the National Football League, as well as coach, and even fans, know how loud it is in there. And and, and and as the moment got bigger, he got better. His legend, in my opinion, has grown. And if he can get this win on Sunday, it's going to grow even more. But I just like how composed he was. He didn't panic. The only time he panicked, and I miss, mentioned on the show last night, the only time he panicked is when he had pressure. And he was OK, but he looked at the hot and he got rid of it. He had Robert Woods coming back underneath on the wide post. route, Wide open. If he just hangs in there, he gets that ball to him and six points. That was the only time in that game where he panicked. And there was plenty of situations where he could have panicked because of the situation, how loud it was. This dude remained calm, cool, and poised. And a lot of it has to do with just because of his makeup. He's a tremendous competitor, too, by the way. And a lot of it has to do with Sean McVay and how
0: he has him prepared as well. All right, so, Torrey Holt joining us. What happens on Sunday? I mean, we've seen how he performs on a big stage, but he hasn't been on this stage. He hasn't. How do you think he'll do Sunday?
5: I think he'll be just fine. Just like I said last night, I think he'll be just fine in this situation because of what he's done up to this point with the offense, how he's learned, how he's matured. He's also making checks at the line of scrimmage too. So there's a level of confidence there with Jared Goff as well. And Sean McVeigh is letting him run the offense. So I think he'll be just fine. He has a running game in, in Todd Gurley and C.J. Anderson. It all starts with the offensive line, by the way.
0: Great offensive that line. Great
5: offensive line, by the way, with no Pro Bowlers, which is mind-boggling me, but that's another story. Really good offensive line. Receivers with Cooks and Woods. Josh Reynolds, who's filled in for Cooper Cup, who's been outstanding. Higby and Everett. I mean, I can go on and on the talent that he has around him, but Jared Goff is locked in. Um and and, and you have to be at this quarterback quarterback was because we we highlight Tom Brady all the time about the poise, being locked in, being there from big moments. Jared Goff has shown that.
0: Torrey Holt joining us. Now, if we know anything about Belichick, we know he wants to take away what you do best. Yes, yes. What do you think he's looking to take away? What's his priority on Sunday?
5: I would say run game. Initially, I think all defenses come into games, most games, saying we're going to take away the run. You're not going to run the football on us because it sets up so many things offensively. And particularly with the Rams, when you think about the play-action pass, it's been a staple of their offense all year long out of that 11 personnel with the jet motions and all that good jet sweeps and all that kind of jazz that they like to do offensively they're going to try to slow down that run game initially if they can do that then the onus goes on Jared Goff, and then we'll really see if Jared Goff is that deal because now he that's has it, to, right? i know it now he has to drop back and throw the football but he's got to do it. at some point quarterbacks got to win games don't they that's you, my thing you, quarterbacks have to that's what you get paid the big bucks for right That may be the situation on Sunday, and if that's the case, in my heart of hearts, I believe this kid can throw the football with the best of them.
0: Yeah, in fact, you actually set up the question answered it yourself. I was going to say, if they take Todd Gurley away and Goff has to beat them, can he, and you think he can? I think he can, and he has the weapons, and
5: again, the offensive line as well to allow him to do some things in the passing game. He can throw it underneath to Reynolds. He can throw it intermediate to Woods, and he can throw it deep. Through Cooks. I mean, he's shown you the ability to, to attack you on all three levels of the offensive football field, and you got to cover every inch of grass. Bill Belichick knows that.
0: Tori, how did they make that work, by the way? We've got so many guys that they brought in, guys that not everybody wanted to deal with, and the thinking was, man, it's going to blow up. It just does not work. It's going to be an all-star team. My man Trevor Price did a once-a-week podcast with me. I'm telling you, my man till the end of the year was like, I'm telling you, it will not work. They'll implode. That locker room is going to blow up. It never did, man. Those it's, pieces fit, and they all work together in terms of chemistry. How did they get that thing together the way they I, did? I, I, think, I think that message was
5: sent to them when, they, when those, particularly those free agents came aboard. You got to be on page with what we're trying to get done around here. We got an opportunity to, to be in the big dance, and they are. I think Sean McVay and his leadership—the same message, message every single week—having a feel for these guys. He's only thirty-three years old. It's like it's, it's, And it's thirty they, when he got the job. It's like they playing with their homeboy. Yeah, right. But in a perspe- in a positive, professional way, he is taking their input and applying it. It's one thing to take the input and kind of shove it to the side. Maybe I'll get to it. When you start to apply the input that your players are giving you, they will run through that brick wall for you.
0: So what makes that? And guy that's s- what you're seeing. What's so unique about this guy? I mean, is, is is it his ability to X and O, his intellect, or is it his ability to connect guys, get them to buy in? I think it's everything. And
5: every in the National Football League is looking for the next Sean McVay. But I've said, is this. there another one? I don't know. We don't know. Can, because of the things you just said, can they lead? Can they still call the X's and O's? Can they encourage? Can they inspire? That's other things that comes with being a head coach than just calling the X's and the O's. This guy has the pedigree for it. He has a grandfather that coach. His dad played ball. His, I think he even said this morning in the press conference his mom played sports. Right. So it's in his blood to do what he's doing. He's doing it at a young
0: age, and he's doing it very well. And now guys are going to want to be here and play for him and yes. play in that system. Tori, when the Rams drafted you, mm-hmm. I mean, what an amazing career you had! Thank you. But when they drafted you, what was the first thing that went through your mind? Oh shit! I'm going to this raggedy ass team. <laughs> Excuse my language. I'm sorry. <laughs> we got you. We covered that. <laughs> I, I oh bleep! I, I'm going to this raggedy ass team. I, I couldn't. Well, that, that, that. raggedy ass team was
5: four and twelve when you got it was, there. It was, I can see where you felt that it, way. It, that's exactly when when, when they called. My name. I'm like, I gotta go play for this. But when I got to the St. Louis Rams, in the city, I could not understand why they were four and twelve football team. When you look at the talent that they had on their roster, now we acquired Marshall Falk and brought Adam Timmerman over. Trent Green came across as well with, was- with from Washington with Mike March So we added some pieces, but there was still Kevin Carter and Ray Agnew and DeMarco Farr, Keith Lyle and Todd Jones. I mean, uh, um, uh, Todd Light. We had pieces there. Isaac Bruce, Oz Akeen. Kurt was even, no, I don't think Kurt was on the roster. But it was talent. He was on the roster, actually. Because Oz used to tell me how he and Kurt used to used to do it on the uh, on the scout team. Well, well, yeah, what was the,
0: Oz saying at that time? He, he
5: was saying how good Kurt was. He was like, T, trust me. He's like, man, he and I were hooking up because we ran those deep digs. Right. And Oz used to always tell me, man, me and Kurt used to run those in our sleep. So... Um, that 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 was a it was a comp. I mean it was, a, it was a good group of players, and I just couldn't understand why they were four and twelve club.
0: And then it comes together. Mike Martz comes in and lays down the law. Yeah, greatest show on turf. <laughs> what about when Trent Green went down? I mean you've heard this a million times. You've told the story a million times. But when he goes down in the preseason, Kurt Warner steps in. Yes. What was the entire experience like for you as a receiver?
5: Well, for me, I was a rookie, so um, I was upset because. Trent was the, was, was the starting quarterback. I mean, we went through training camp with with Trent, and the ball—it it, was—it was number of days consecutive, back to back days. The ball didn't touch the ground. Mm. I mean, Trent Green knew this offense because he was with Mike in Washington, Washington. So he knew this offense very well, and he commanded the offense and he ran it as such. So to see him go down, to see our leader go down, I was disappointed, and I didn't—I wasn't sure with Kurt. Sure. I knew not—I knew—I knew? knew Oz was giving me a couple. You know, was saying this about him saying that about him, but no one really knew he only got a few few snaps with us but when he got in the game and the, we never skipped a beat and i think our style of play the style of offense that mike martz had in place for us fit Kurt's style coming from the arena game it was get back, five step drop boom get that ball out ball thrown the spots ball thrown in tight windows and that was exactly what we did
0: you get to the super bowl you go up against the titans and we all remember that game you get out early they come back you're up 23 16 two minutes left Steve McNair and Eddie George go to work They go down the field as that drive was unfolding what was going through your mind I'm like we, I'm, I'm saying to myself why we can't tackle
5: anybody <laughs> like Kevin, do, do I have to go out there and do it myself right. you know Kevin Carter who's 65 265 70 pounds you know holding on the steaming there he's just ripping through that tackle and making plays I just couldn't understand why we couldn't tackle but we were gassed yeah but I knew at some point because of the conditioning that we did prior to the season in training camp where we had 2 days We had live two-minute drills, live red zone sessions, time gassers afterwards. This was Dick Vermeule's era now. We were conditioned for the moment, and Mike Jones locked in, made an incredible play, and for him to show the strength and the, and the smarts to recognize that play concept was just incredible. And Mike Jones was a guy who was a leader for us young boys because I was a rookie. Mike Jones was a guy that would come in to work early every day. He had his briefcase. Some days he'd be in his suits. Some days he wouldn't have depending on. Businessman. Businessman as well as a football player. So that was my first visual of Mike Jones, and that showed me right away how serious he was about football and life, and he came up big for us to help us steal that game. So
0: people who don't know or don't remember, they get the ball down to the 10-yard line, McNair hits Kevin Dyson, and Mike Jones saves the day with a tackle right there at the 1-yard line. You knew what this guy was about. You knew the way he prepared. Yes. that Probably that did not surprise you, but man, Mike Jones walking around, you know how many lives that guy must have changed with (laughs) that one play on both sides?
5: absolutely. he changed so many lives. Obviously, for the for the Titans and I talked to guys to this day they still haven't gotten over just just like I haven't gotten over Super Bowl 36 and then the guys that were on the winning side of it it changed our career it changed the trage- trajectory of how we were looked upon and until this day we're in the record books as Super Bowl 34 champions that can never be taken away from us
0: so do you think about the one that got away or the one you won the one that got
5: away yeah right so because one is good and we were a really good football team that 2001 squad of the Rams was spent was spent was spectacular as well, and not to come away with that Super Bowl win it hurts. One is good, but two is even better because now one you show you can do it. Two okay they're really good. Like okay these guys have the fortitude, the skill. They're really good to be champions. And then if you tag on after two, then you're on a whole another level. But that two would have took us to a whole another stratosphere. Sure.
0: Troy, there's no way you go against you guys this weekend, right? Who do you like on Sunday? Rams all day. Yeah, I think the Rams, I think the Rams have a great opportunity.
5: Obviously, former team. Love what the Patriots do. Ton of respect for these guys. This guy's been to the Super Bowl now nine times, so you just can't throw that out. They'll be ready, they'll be prepared. I think the Rams are also prepared and ready to go too. So I'm looking forward to seeing them uh host up the
0: championship trophy at the end. I did that resume at the top of the program. Do not forget, also, a member of the All Decade team. Yeah, man. Tori Holt. Absolutely. Tory, so good to see you, man. I really appreciate you. You. Thank you. you. Thank you always, man. Great job. Yes, sir, man. Tori Holt. Pleasure. Ram great. Cheer. Carson Palmer. Carson, what's up, man? Jim, good to see you, man. It's good been to too long. Good to see you. It's been too long. Really good to see you. You and I have talked during the year. Good to see you in person.
6: We talked about your first year out of retirement. What's this year been like for you? It's been great. Uh, I have no complaints right now. My body feels good. I haven't I haven't been hit. I haven't been body slammed. Um, I haven't even been in the gym. So I feel good. I feel like I'm adjusting. I always felt like I would adjust pretty good to retire life because I'm really good at doing nothing. right. And um, So I felt like I would I would do pretty well, and I've exceeded my own expectations.
0: All right, so your point about not getting into the gym. I mean, when you spend your entire life as a high-level athlete, every choice, every decision, man, it's just discipline, discipline, focus, deny yourself. But then again, some guys can't get away from it, whether it's vanity or sense of routine. How are you approaching the gym? Will you ultimately get back in, or do you like not being there?
6: I love not going in the gym because as you progress, you know, when you're 22, 23, you can you – can, you know be done in two and a half three and a half hours but as you get to 33 34 35 36 in the off season i was spending you know six seven eight hours between you know doing doing massage acupuncture lifting running training you know, all the different things you have to do to prepare your body for the physical toll a season takes I just got tired of it, and, and it wore on me. And that's one of the things that that's so astonishing about Tom Brady is <laughs> that's
0: where I was going he, next. Yeah,
6: he, he just, loves that stuff, right? He just it hasn't burnt it hasn't burnt him out yet. And at some point it will, I would assume. But to be forty one, and and he's got to be spending six, seven, eight, nine hours a day just getting ready in July for August training camp and preparing himself for the season. And for him to continuously do this year after year after year, at some point you think he would burn out, but then you think. You know he's he's Superman. He continued to do it till he's forty-five supposedly. Carson Palmer, my guest. So, does
0: the guy love the process or does he love the result? I mean, does anybody really want to work like that?
6: I, I think or so. Maybe see the rare guy. I think so. No, I, I think I think he loves both the the process and the result. I used to love the process. I used to love being in the gym, and then I all of a sudden just hit a wall and got tired of being in the gym. Um, he, he continues to, to do it because he's playing at a high level and he's not getting injured. So he's obviously taking care of himself. Um, and, and the producers, you know, the, the product speaks for itself. I mean, nine, nine Super Bowls is mind-boggling. I mean, I can't even get my head around that number. Nine Super Bowls.
0: So quarterback to quarterback, when you look at him, what makes him Tom Brady? What makes him so unique? Is it that will to prepare?
6: Or does he have certain things you
0: cannot teach that not everybody has?
6: Well, he's got the clutch gene, no doubt about that. Uh, he's got the preparation gene, but he plays for an owner that is willing to do whatever it takes to win. One of the best, I think, most underrated head coaches in the history of the game. I don't think Bill, I mean, Bill Belichick gets a lot of credit and a lot of respect. I still don't think he gets enough. I mean, just look, look back at last week's first half of that Kansas City game. I mean, zero points, Patrick Mahomes in the first half, 40-something yards in the first half. That's not Tom Brady. That's Bill Belichick. And I know he's had coordinators, Matt Patricia and Romeo and and Flores and all these guys, but that is Bill. Bill is the architect of that defense. He game plans. He may not call the play on the mic into the, the middle linebacker, but that is his defense. And playing for a great organization and a great head coach is a big part of their success.
0: You know, you mentioned the clutch gene. Explain what that is. Like I always assumed that certain athletes could dial it up when they needed to, right? Like Joe Montana, whenever I watched him in a Super Bowl, this guy clearly played his best on the
6: biggest stage. Like he could somehow will it or somehow dial it up. Is it that or is it just a clutch gene? I I just think there's some guys that no matter week one of, you know, in the second quarter of week one or the fourth quarter of the AFC championship game, he can treat them all the same. Whether it's practice on a Wednesday during the season or it's third and ten, where he hits Gronk down the sideline, it's the same ball. You know, it, it, there's not a little bit. Oh no, this is it. This is our last chance. There's just he just goes out and performs and throws the ball and and doesn't change his mindset, doesn't change his technique. That's another big thing too. Is is your technique and form can get a little bit tight. Your whip and your stroke of the throw can get a little bit shorter. It it stays the same. It's the same practice on Wednesday and on game days on Sundays. And and he just naturally has that ability to perform the same whether it's practice. AFC championship or week two, second quarter against, you know, whoever he's playing against me- week me- two. Mechanically,
0: he can repeat that process over and over again, and especially when things are tightest. That makes a lot of sense to me now. Carson Palmer joining us. In terms of longevity, he's got it. It's amazing to see him still going the way he is at this point in his career. Larry Fitzgerald has it. All right, you know Larry pretty well. What was your reaction when you heard that he was coming back for another season?
6: Not surprised. Um... He's still producing. He still loves it. He still enjoys being in the gym and training and preparing. He still loves Sundays, and he can still do it at a high level. I mean, he, he is 16 years in, but he's only 33 or 34, so right. it's not really that old yet. Um, I wish I wish you know they they had a legit shot at a Super Bowl next year, and, and we're one of the you know teams we're going to be talking about after this game as contenders. They're still in a little bit of a reboot mode there in Arizona. So it might be another struggle this upcoming season with the coaching change and all. But, I mean, the guy's the best. He's a phenomenal player, a phenomenal teammate, and a great leader.
0: Carson Palmer joining us on the row. How beneficial is it to a young quarterback like Josh Rosen to have Fitz there for a year two years, not just to throw him the ball, but spend some time around him, learn from him, watch the way he goes about his work?
6: It's huge, and, and I look at Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson came into an ideal situation. I mean, Patrick Peterson in Phoenix is a pillar in the community, does a ton of stuff. Um, he's always out and about helping, doing something, doing charity events, dinners, golf tournaments, whatever it may be. That's the Larry Fitzgerald footprint. He had the opportunity to watch Larry do it, to see the success that Larry had on the field and off the field. So for Josh to come in and have now two guys, that have kind of built a foundation of how how it should be done and how it should be run and watch them day in and day out. It's huge for Josh's future.
0: yeah If you're watching on CBS Sports Network, i welcome you back after the commissioner's address to the media. Nice to have you here. We're talking to Carson Palmer, and he is joining us today, courtesy of FedEx Air and Ground NFL Program, and we will get to that in just one minute. Carson, what about... Bruce Arians I want to ask you about him now he said that he would not come out of retirement he liked his life unless it was a really good job and a really good opportunity he gets a new opportunity I know you're big on this guy what was he like to play for and how is he able to so connect with players any kind of player
6: through respect Um, you know as a coach or a player you're always on a different wavelength from everybody around you everybody's a different age everybody's from a different place a different background different upbringing and the only way guys really connect on, on any field, basketball court, football field, baseball field, is through respect, and, and he earns your respect instantaneously. The way he carries himself, the way he runs his meetings, the way he teaches, the way he watches film with, with the defense, with the offense. Um, I was most excited to see him back because I knew he was healthy. You know, he, he had a couple of health scares there at the end of his, his career with the Cardinals, and so you know I was a little bit worried about, about his health going forward, but to see him take a year off and and look back and say, I can take on the pressure uh, and and all the things that come with being the head coach of an organization. It just lets me know that he's healthy, that, that his wife Chris believes that he's healthy and that he can go out and do it. Because that's the number one thing you see when you get up there in age is is the health concerns and the pressure of being a head coach. The fact that he he's healthy enough to get back into it is a great sign, but if I'm a if I'm a Tampa Bay Buck fan, I'm I'm ecstatic. He will turn that place around. There's enough talent there to do it quickly. I mean, he came into uh, two and 14 or four and 12 Arizona Cardinal team the year before he got there, and won 10 games and 10 games, and so he 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 knows how to turn things around quickly, and he's up there in years too so he's not looking at this as a five-year plan he's looking at this as a one-year plan if there's anybody that can turn things around in Tampa in one year it's him
0: Carson Palmer joining us for a few more moments now again you're working with FedEx Aaron ground program it recognizes the top quarterback and running back performances this year how can the fans get involved and who are the guys you're looking
6: at yeah so the voting closes tomorrow uh, and I actually get to announce the winner uh, at the awards at the honor show on Saturday night so Vo- voting closes tomorrow. You can vote on the NFL uh, Twitter page. You can vote on NFL.com forward slash FedEx. I voted for Patrick Mahomes, and the 50 touchdown passes he threw this year was amazing. Uh, and I voted for Ezekiel Elliott. But y- you have a chance to vote for the Young Buck and Patrick Mahomes, or you can vote for the two elder statesmen and Philip Rivers and Drew Brees. And on the ground side, you can vote for either Saquon Barkley, uh, Todd Gurley, who will be playing on Sunday, or Ezekiel Elliott. Speaking of Gurley, what do you expect
0: to see from him on
6: Sunday coming off that kind
0: of baffling performance in the NFC Championship game?
6: I, I, I think New England's going to have the same game plan they did against against Kansas City. They need to go in and run the ball and keep the ball out of Goff's hands. Um, so I, I see them run the ball a bunch, and I, I think, you know, I, I look at, at the Rams team, and they're a play-action, play-action, take a shot, play-action. You know, if there's one thing Belichick's going to do, it's going to be taking away the play-action shots, the big post routes that Brandon Cooks runs. The go balls that Brandon Cooks, uh, the big go ball he caught two weeks ago in New Orleans. He's going to take that stuff away. So I think they just hand the ball off. I think Gurley touches the ball 24, 25 times uh, and catches a couple screen-, screen passes. But I think this is a running football game. Control the clock. And the, both these coaches got to be thinking, don't don't give them the time of possession. We need to own the time of possession and run the ball efficiently and take our shots when they're there. But we need to put this, put this game in Todd Gurley's hands and then Brady's hands at the end of the game in the fourth quarter. So who do you like? I like the Rams. You do. I like the Rams. I, I just collectively that that roster, top to bottom, they don't have the experience, they don't have the rings that New England has. Um, but it's an extremely talented team. I mean, from top to bottom, from the corner position, the defensive line in, in LA is phenomenal. The offensive line in, uh, the offensive line play in, in LA is phenomenal, and. You know, I know New England's been there a bunch, and they've done it, and they've they've won Super Bowls, and they've been here, and they know this feeling. And LA doesn't, but there's just so many good players on that Rams team.
0: I love that pick. I'm trying to get there myself. I love that pick. Final thought: If you're the Rams, I know you love their D line. You know, the point is, you got to get to Brady. You got to knock him off his spot. You got to pressure him, disrupt his rhythm. Nobody's done that not lately. That offensive line has kept him so clean. Do you think the Rams can get consistent
6: pressure on him? You know, Dante Skarnick is the best offensive right? line. He, he keeps trying to retire and. Mr. Kraft keeps writing it. He's making more than most college football head coaches, I'm sure. What they do up front with their front three, they jump set you. They're don't let. they not going to let Aaron Donald use his get-off and come flying upfield. Most offensive lines kick back and set. New England jumps at you. And as you watch New England play, there's always this, this grouping and this smashing and smorgasbord of four defensive linemen and five offensive linemen falling into each other and tripping. But it creates this wall, and there's no gaps to get through. And if there's one thing Aaron Donald can do is he can split an A gap or a B gap, so he can wedge himself in between the guard and tackle. What they do by jump setting you is they're not going to let Aaron get get a bunch of uh, momentum coming off the ball. If they're, you know, what one thing I can see them doing is moving him to the outside and rushing the edge at the tackle. it hey, remind me again in 30 seconds or less why you're not a full time analyst, Carson? Because I love being retired.
7: Juju Smith Schuster, Juju, so good to see you. What's up? Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. It's been a, a crazy morning, but. Uh, It's a blessing just to be here. I mean, I wish I was in the Super Bowl playing right now practicing, but it's also good to be here and uh, meet some great people.
0: Dude, you've had a crazy morning, but from the outside looking in, I've got to say I don't think I've ever seen anybody enjoy a Pro Bowl week like you did, man, signing autographs, messing around, shattering ankles when you were playing with the kids. What was the Pro
7: Bowl like for you? It was amazing, man. It was my first time, first experience uh, in Orlando, and to see how many fans had my jersey, how many still fans were out there representing uh, so much support, you know, I love it, and also taking ankles from those kids.
0: You know, it's it's all fine and well, right? It's all fun in games as you're taking soles and ankles from the kids until you get kind of dinged up yourself during the game. That's everybody's worst nightmare about that game, right? Whatever you do, do not get hurt. Stewart fans were concerned. Other fans were concerned. Bring me up to date. What did you first think when it happened, and how is the knee?
7: Well, at first, I mean, the game is pretty much the offense is just throwing, throwing the ball and uh, a situation where, you know, I kind of bang my knee and I go back in trying to you know, help the team out even more, bang it even more, but I learned from that mistake and I was like, okay, good, I'm done. Uh, but right now, healthy, 100%, knee's fine, and I'm feeling great.
0: Would you keep doing it? It's not gonna be the only time they call you. Would you go back and in that game again?
7: <laughs> yeah, if it was a seven on seven, yeah, I would definitely do it. <laughs> Seriously? Is that what yeah, it takes?
0: Seven on seven. Yeah, I don't blame you. Again, that's you don't want to get hurt there.
7: <laughs> no, I definitely don't. It's supposed to be more fun, relaxed, and chill. But they do put a little money on the line, so it kind of gets serious. Right.
0: People always will get serious for the money. That's why it's there. Now, you said a number of records as a rookie. You followed that up by finishing fifth in the league in receiving yardage, sixth in receptions. My well, man, it didn't look
7: that hard. You made it look pretty easy. Was it? Uh, Honestly, with all the pieces, you know, you talk about an offensive line that played together for about five to six, seven years, and you talk about a Hall of Fame quarterback, uh, those are the pieces that help you get to those 400 yards uh, Six medium uh, receptions. Those are the pieces that helped me get to where I'm at today. So um, it's also not that easy, too. But those, thanks yep. to those guys. Juju Smith Schuster
0: joining us on the row here in Atlanta. You know, it's not just the catching, it's not just the yards after the catch. You're a, a big time blocker. Mike Tomlin has compared you to Heinz Ward in that regard, which is pretty much the highest praise you can get as a blocking wide receiver. What is your mentality when it comes to
7: blocking? It's something I always embrace. You talk about an overall receiver who does route running, catches the ball, uh, scores touchdowns, but also blocking is very huge in my toolbox. Because I'm able to do that, I'm able to create more space. I'm able to play inside, outside, be able to block you know, linebackers to D-ends to safeties, corners. So, yeah, pretty much it's something I embrace, and it's mm-hmm. awesome to get the the compliment of Hines
0: not Not every receiver wants that. In fact, most of them do not want that. Where <laughs> does that want to come from?
7: It just, I would say, it's part of that the Long Beach Poly the side, man. These are the tradition of always being hungry and going to USC to tr- traditional school and then a franchise like the Steelers and just make a name for make a name for myself.
0: So what about Long Beach Poly? I talk about this on this program. There have been a number of NFLers coming out of that program that make it to the league. What makes that, what was the
7: high school experience like for you and what makes that program so unique? It was awesome. Uh, Long Beach Poly, 5,000 students in high school. I graduated with 1,000 and... 200 kids at my graduation. We started at around like 4, we finished around like 10. And it was pretty long because, I mean, so many kids, but a powerhouse school, you got guys like William McGinnis, Deshaun Jackson, like those guys went there. And to this day, you know, I'm able to keep in contact and the network is unbelievable.
0: You know, I'm looking at your social game also. You're an amazing follow on Twitter. People are familiar with the videos that go viral, but also you drop some knowledge. Let me read this to you. Fact of the day, water is not wet. Water is a liquid that wets things. Wet is the condition of a liquid sticking to a solid surface, such as water wetting our skin. We cannot say that water is wet because it takes a liquid and a solid to define the term wet. My man, (laughs) that's profound. How do you go about approaching Twitter? Is it just that it's something that's on your mind or you're looking to be a little bit different with it? How do you
7: approach that part of the social game? Well, the whole social thing, I always approach it about, you know, Football players are always posting football, football, football. Why not to get to another level? Let's get into something that's good, more conversationable. Like you talk about, is water wet? Uh, posting YouTube videos, you know, dressing up as Julius Misuicer with the Halloween mask, passing out candies on the street, uh, just doing more stuff. Like it, you, it can't just be always about football. And I always see it as that side of you can always do more and be more an influencer another other but right,
0: So what about that? I mean, that's that, that's what they want to see from you, right? Fans want you to be locked into football 24-7, 24-7. Man, don't ever think about anything <laughs> other than your job in football. You're clearly not going to be like that, right? I had Baker Mayfield on earlier. He's a pretty good gamer, right? You're a solid gamer.
7: In fact, are you the best gamer in the league? I'm the best gamer in the league, no doubt. Whoever's out there. Baker Mayfield, if you, need, if you need it, you got my contact, hit me up. We can settle this in Pittsburgh on a big screen in the stadium. All right, so
0: now your mom tells the story about when you got your first PlayStation. Did you hustle
7: somebody for that PlayStation?
0: How did you get that thing?
7: Uh, I did. <laughs> uh, there's some products that I sold, uh, like Hershey candies, uh, chips on the side, to make some extra money, and then basically saved that to get a PlayStation. And from there, it was just gaming my whole life. Dude,
0: was that the side hustle where you made some money,
7: or did you hustle
0: grandma? To get that thing
7: i hustled grandma and i also sold i was selling candies and chips to stores like liquor stores to ice cream trucks and they were buying it they're they're actually buying it dude, why? Why, why
0: why why were they buying it from you i i got to think that liquor store on the corner had a supplier already for uh and m's
7: i think you know just being a kid being young being around the city they, they've seen me multiple times they just wanted to support you were hustling dude early on mm-hmm. i mean is there something too? is there a
0: lot since you can't be a pro bowl receiver and do other things <laughs> off the field
7: there's not a law. There's not a law. I think I'm trying to get more guys involved in it. I think every every athlete should have a YouTube channel that's built to their personality. We're talking to
0: Juju Smith Schuster. Juju, this is the favorite part of the interview where I asked about Antonio Brown. <laughs> it, bottom
7: line, it, where do you think that thing went wrong and can it still be salvaged? Can it be fixed? It definitely can be fixed. Um, I mean it's something that is gonna take time, the communication between uh, our head coach to the team. It's gonna. It just takes time, you know. Uh, obviously, the situation towards the end of the season where you know uh, he didn't, he didn't finish the season because he had an injury, which is totally you know understandable. But I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's staying, you know, black and gold, and he's going to finish out his career.
0: How badly would you like to see him come back and be a Steeler next season?
7: Like super bad. I mean, he makes the team better. You talk about the first time in franchise history. You have two receivers go for a hundred catches plus over a thousand yards each. Man, I mean. Why not?
0: And if he doesn't come back, you ready? Are you ready to be that number one? Put it on my back. I've got broad shoulders. Give oh, it to me.
7: Oh for sure, for sure. No no doubt. I think as a young kid growing up, I always wanted to be the number one guy, you know, for every team. Uh to this day. I mean me and AB always talked about it, about being number one and two. There is really no number one and two. It was always the number one and number one. You had this side, I had this side. What can we do? Let's race to, to who can get the most yards, most the touchdowns, catches. What can we do for our team to make make each other better?
0: So you got on the same page with Ben Roethlisberger really quickly. I mean, we're talking about veteran quarterback, right? Hall of Fame quarterback. How do you get a guy like that to pay attention, to get your respect quickly?
7: How'd you approach it? Uh, Make plays, don't say much in a huddle, and just do your job, honestly. And uh, talk to him, communicate uh, constantly every day, day in, day out, Uh, no matter what the situation of the game is, always communicate with him, and it just makes life easier.
0: All right, so you're working with Verizon this week and their 5G technology. Here's the thing: a lot of guys say yes to pitch any product. Give me this check. I'll say what you want. But you're pretty much on record as saying you're only going to endorse things that you use that you feel strongly about. Why is Verizon a good fit for you,
7: man? Verizon is a great fit. Uh, obviously, it's the best of the best. Uh, you talk about you could be anywhere in the world and you can, you know, get you know watch anything. You know, it loads up fast. But I've been working on this, this new product called the 5G. 5G uh, is basically like this first-person experience where you put on these goggles and there's no delay in uh, in this product that we're working on. I actually just you know worked on this project where you throw the football, you hit targets, and it's literally like you could play with somebody being in different sides of the world. You know you can connect with people you know wearing these goggles with Verizon, which is so awesome, man. This is the future product that's going to change sports. Is it virtual reality? What's it like? It's kind of like virtual reality, but it's not technically like your reality, but it's definitely something that works. If you got time, come check it out at Verizon. Is it a trip? Not a trip. Take a cart. I'm pretty sure you can. You got it. I'll figure it out, man.
0: No, I don't mean a trip like that. I mean it's the whole, but like the technology at trip. Is oh it kind no, no, no.
7: Of... it's awesome. It's totally dope. I mean, I'm. You'll see it on my YouTube channel when I post it. I'll let you know. I'll do it, man. You let <laughs> me know.
0: Saquon Barkley,
7: my man. Good to see you, Saquon. How are you? Uh, thank you for that introduction. Appreciate it. Dude,
0: that's a long introduction, man. <laughs> and that's only one year into the league. So how you feel, man? You're a big part of the NFC's comeback in the Skills Challenge. Let me start right there. Who impressed you the most in the Skills Challenge, and who talked the most trash? Uh, Who talked the most trash? That's the easy, easy
8: one for me. Uh, Jamal Adams. Uh, (laughs) No way, really? Exactly. That's part of his game. Um, You know, you respect it, you love it, Uh, but we got him back uh, at the end. And who impressed me the most? Probably I'll say Jamal Adams again. Um, They had the, uh, on the skill challenge, they had a part where he had to jump over walls and climb underneath. And if I was a betting man, I would not bet he would have done as fast as he did, and he did a really good job.
0: Dude, after I saw him lay out that mascot, there's nothing I think <laughs> yeah. that that guy couldn't do. Exactly. Not, not only nothing he couldn't do, but nothing he wouldn't be willing to do, exactly, right? Exactly, yeah, exactly. You ever think about doing that? I mean, doesn't everybody want to do that to a mascot? Uh, you no, know, me,
8: personally, I don't get that rush to go <laughs> knock out a mascot, um, whether it's a Patriot or Eagle or Dallas Cowboys one. Um, so you probably won't see me in my career, uh running over some mascots. Saquon but I can't make Barkley. no promises. I can't make no
0: promises. Fair enough, man, fair enough. How about the game itself? You played some defense. You played some defense, you got after the passer. What was that like, and when was the last time you did that? The uh, last time I did that was high school, uh, my
8: senior year. Uh, what the Pro Bowl game was fun. It was fun, very fun uh, to interact with those guys and be on the same field with those guys. Obviously, the rain was awful, and it sucked, but uh, to be able to go out there and play defense uh, and get a, a pass pressure, I, also, I did get a pass pressure and... I don't know. If You're I'd proud get, of that. Yeah, very proud of that. I don't know if I get any stats Dude, they, or whatever. Dude, they can't take that from you. Nobody Never, can take that from no. you. And honestly, if it wasn't a Pro Bowl, I could have got a sack. Uh-huh. I could have dove for the sack. But obviously, you just want to take care of each other. Um, and then I got involved with a little uh fomalitis, I
0: guess you can say, which, which was also dope. Dude, I bet you wanted that badly. This guy, like, it's unspoken. It's understood that there's kind of an agreement among guys what you do on that day. But, man, when that sack is stan- staring you in the eye and right in front of you, how badly did you want that? Bad. Uh, bad. Right. like part,
8: part of me just want to dive out and make the sack, but at the end of the day, you know, it, it's a fun game, but you also got to understand that you want to protect each other. Um, obviously do it in a competitive way, but I'm, I don't even, shouldn't be out there, so I'm not going to be out there diving at someone's legs or knees uh, to make a sack in a, in a, in a fun game, but uh, a game, and you know, when you put it in perspective, that doesn't mean anything for your team or his team.
0: I mean, like I said, the last thing you want is to get hurt or to hurt somebody else. And Juju Smith-Schuster was just up here when he got hurt, man. thats That had to be the scariest thing ever for the Steelers and their fans, right? I mean, for who? For what? I yeah, mean, you want I mean, to respect the game, but... Yeah, you want to respect the game, definitely. You want to have fun, and you want to be competitive. Um, because at the end of the day,
8: we're just all athletes and competitors, and we compete at a high level. Um, but when I heard that... Um, Obviously, I don't. I didn't read too much on it. I just thought it was, I heard it was a knee's bruise. Uh, so I'm just glad that it wasn't anything worse and um, that he's healthy. And obviously, I seen him over here. I was doing a little interview. I know he's healthy. Dude, how funny was he, he was dancing, there, dancing while you were doing the interview? Yeah, man. Was he's a funny dude. It. I was trying to keep a straight face while he was doing it, and like, oh, I see. is like. An, just like in my eyesight of him just dancing, and smiling and Juju being Juju.
0: I was gonna say Juju doing juju things. Yeah. Saquon Barkley joining us. How about that first touchdown you scored? An amazing sixty eight yard run against Jacksonville. What do you remember about that play and the feeling of getting into the end zone for the first time?
8: Yeah, it was amazing because they were doing a really good job uh, in the run defense, um, of you know slowing slowing us down and uh, I remember to talk to my coach on the sideline and talking to the other other backs and they were saying, This is the NFL, be patient, be patient. But when they give you opportunity, you got to make them pay for it. And uh, what better way to score your first touchdown than a 68 yard touchdown? Um, obviously, it would have been a lot better if we would have won that game, but um, it, it just just made everything that I believe I was able to do. Just put it all in perspective, like, I still can do this. Uh, obviously, you really don't have doubts, but everyone's saying this, everyone's saying that. The game's different. The game's that I only play one preseason game, not even. I play like a drive, so that was like my first real NFL game, and that just solidified that. It's it's just like college and I can go out there and play at a high level.
0: Yeah, I love that topic that hey listen, it's the NFL. Everything is different, everything is different. These holes close more quickly. You won't believe how much faster it is, this, that, and the other. Guys always talk about that welcome to the NFL moment. You know, either because somebody hit you harder than you expected or a hole closed up faster. Did you have a welcome to the NFL moment or was it all pretty much smooth sailing? Pretty much smooth,
8: but I would say one would be a hit. Uh, from J.J. Watt. I would say that would be my welcome to the NFL hit. Um, It was just because we were running at a counter play to the left and that's when you have two pullers and he beat one of our guys to the right. So if you put it in perspective, like I'm going to the left, he beat the guy to the right and still tackled me at the same time when I got the handoff. So that's how quick uh, he got to me and I was just like The guy that size. Exactly. And then you look at his size and uh, obviously he's been dominating the NFL for a very long time, and uh, he came up to me after the game and uh, gave me compliments and high praise, and you know, it's just crazy when you see guys that uh, you respect the game and you grew up watching them, and when they come to you after the game uh, it really really holds
0: a lot of weight. Well, I think, again, yeah, I could flip that thing on its head. There are going to be guys who remember the first time they try to wrap you up. As an example, Akeem Hicks, a Bears Pro Bowl defensive tackle, was saying, quote, there's a play that he loves to talk about. Since we've been at the Pro Bowl, where I tackled him, it was for a one-yard loss, but when I grabbed him, he was still driving me. I'm 330 pounds, the guy's got some strength, I think he's a special player, end quote. What do you remember about that play, and then how much did you enjoy reminding him of that at the Pro Bowl? He brought it up first. <laughs> I made that clear. He brought it up first at the Pro Bowl. You're sure now?
8: Um, you know, I'm positive. Um, but It was like a little joke, but uh, yeah, that was a little, obviously it was, a, it was for a negative, a negative loss, but uh, I was letting him know that you didn't just manhandle me. Huh? I think he did a couple times during that game, but that moment right there, uh, I was able to show my strength and uh, push him back a little bit. Um, but that was a fun game going against them. Uh, I remember we were in a goal line, and he was telling me, run right here, run right here. Uh, he was making a lot of plays. I made a lot of plays, and we ended up with the win. So uh, that
0: was a fun game. Sick one. you're you're really comfortable. You're really comfortable in your own skin, and even in New York, because like New York's not for everybody. That's a microscope. That can get pretty hot. It's a gigantic spotlight. Not every player can handle it what was it like for you in your first year playing in New York with the media and the expectation
8: uh, it was honestly easy um, with the media uh, I'll talk about the expectation a little later but with the media um, because just be who I am you know that's the best advice people gave to me is be who I am um, team first have the same mindset of that answer the questions right uh, and it's gonna be easy for me so that's why I believe it was easy uh, the expectation was easy too because I didn't Listen to it, you know. I kind of just blanked it out. Like when I mean blanked it out, obviously I saw it. I'm active on social media. Um, I watch TV. I watch sports and all that stuff. So I see what everyone's saying. that I have to do. I got to do this. The Giants shouldn't have picked this and all that. So I just blocked all that out and just focus on myself and focus on helping my teammates out and growing as a player and keeping my standard and helping me out tremendously for the so season.
0: what's worse I mean being told and you probably haven't heard this before but being told man you suck you suck you suck you're not good enough you're not fast enough you're not strong enough or the flip side of that being told over and over again how awesome you are how great you are what's more dangerous dangerous is how great you are um you know it's, it's different when you hear from people it,
8: it depends how the tone how they say it but a lot of people saying oh this guy's amazing this guy's that uh if you don't have the right people surrounding you and uh, thank God I have my, my mother, my father, and my siblings. Um uh, my team, uh, who keep me level-headed, and myself to keep me level-headed. That uh, can go to a lot of people's head, especially as a kid, as basically a kid at the age of 21. Uh, you have <laughs> yeah. a lot of success um, in, in the New York market, in New York media, um, where they're saying this about you, saying that about you. You can step out of yourself, and you can become something that you're really not. And so far, uh, it's still going to be a challenge. It's still going to be a challenge as more success come my way,
0: God willing, but still got to stay true to who I am. You're working with Old Spice. I'm going to ask you about that in one second. I want to ask you about a former teammate, though, Trace McSorley. He's going through the draft prep right now. You've already done this. What advice would you give him?
8: Be, be who you are. Be who you are. Everyone's going to say this and that and third about him, about his height. And they him. are, right? Exactly. Um, be who you are. The film's going to talk. The people that talk for you is going to benefit you, too. Um, just go in there and show your IQ um, and, let him, and show that you're a competitor. And that's his biggest thing. He's, he is one of the biggest competitors that I've ever been. Played with one of my favorite teammates, and I'm not just saying that because I'm biased, but I'm just letting you know like, at the end of the day, you could take this guy, you could take that. This guy could be talented, this guy can have that quality, he can have that quality, but if he's not a competitor, he wants to see it in the league. And that's the first, that's the thing that I've noticed from my first year, and there's reasons why a lot of people come in NFL and they have all the talent, but they don't succeed the leave. No matter if we're down 30 or we're up 30 or we're 3-13 and 13 or we're 13-3, and 3, Trace McSorley is going to be the same person no matter what.
0: So what's your response then to that wrapped that, yeah, the guy doesn't have great size, but he doesn't have a great arm either?
8: Competitor. He's going to make it for it. You tell him what he lacks, and he he, he welcomes that you, know? that. you know, I think that's what we're similar. In. Tell me what I'm not good at. Tell me what I can't do, and I'm going to find a way to get better at that. And he's going to train at it. I know he's been working really hard right now, training on what people are saying he lacks, and I'm a big believer whenever he gets his opportunity or wherever he gets his chance, um, he's going to show the world.
0: And listen, one more thing I want to ask you about. There's an amazing stat, an amazing stat that flies under the radar. You became the sixth running back in history with 350-plus touches and not a fumble all season. Your running backs coach at Penn State, Charles Huff, was huge on that. What was his message when it came to fumbling, and then how much pride did he take in that stat?
8: His message was simple. The ball, the ball, the ball, the ball eat drink, sleep all that the ball the ball the ball obviously with great help from uh, coach Johnson at the, the Giants too. Um, really emphasize on controlling the ball because when you when you're able to control the ball and not turn the ball over, it gives your team a better chance to win, statistically, or that's just how football works. So, um, I've been fortunate enough not to fumble. Um, you know, hopefully, people don't jinx me, and I can go a long time. I hope I can go my whole career without fumbling, uh, which probably won't happen. But uh, even when I do fumble, go T- back, is, there, watch is there a
0: party? Is there a party? You serious when you say that? Like, hey man, I, I really would like to go into my entire career without putting the ball on the ground once. Is that possible? I mean, why not? Right. I've, I've done it, I did it for the first year, so I proved I can do it one year at a time. One
8: year at a time. So that's my goal. Even though it, it could happen, but hopefully I don't jinx myself. But even if I do fumble, go back, watch film, see why I fumble, learn from it, and get better from it.
0: Saquon Barkley, my guest, you're working with Old Spice in their new refresher collection. It features five new body washes. How is it treating you? What is your favorite kind?
8: This one right here, I would say, the Shea Butter. I would have to go with that one obviously because it's really there's real benefits and there's real ingredients in it and on your body it just makes you feel good and I know people think football players uh we're the jocks we stink um I'm I'm big on smell good and big on smelling good uh and you know so that's why I say that one's my favorite kind. and when I actually put it on I love to smell good play good
0: so say that again
8: Feel good, smell good, play
0: good. You gotta. I had to update that. (laughs) Feel good, smell good, play good. Saquon Barkley, my guest. Listen, man, I really appreciate you. You had an amazing year. Glad you stopped by. Always good to see you, man. I appreciate the time very much. Thank you. Good night now. Shopping for insurance can be time-consuming. That's why when it comes to your auto and home insurance needs, make things simple and trust the experts at Allstate. They help you get the coverage that fits your needs while helping you bundle your auto and home. Bundling saves you money and time so you can enjoy the things that matter most. Contact Haymarket agent Rick Robertson or tap the banner to learn more. Are you in good hands? Not available in every state. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company. Allstate Property and Casualty Insurance Company. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates.